I would see her crying or upset or frustrated and just wondering like what was going on. I mean, I did hear rumblings of so-and-so try to, you know, con me into something or, you know, I would hear little sort of bits and pieces of that once in a while or, or some relative would tell me and not really fully understanding, just knowing that things, you know, at times got nasty. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hello, financial grown-ups. The voice you just heard was that of a friend of mine getting a lot of attention recently because she co-created and hosts one of the hottest podcasts, not just in the business space, but among podcasts overall. It is called Secrets of Wealthy Women. And as she will share with us, it really all began with her mom. Welcome to all and to our newest listeners. Thank you for checking out the show. We try to keep the episodes short, but if you have more time, maybe you're commuting at about 15 minutes each, the episodes are perfect to listen to a few of them back to back to fit your schedule. Let's get to Veronica. She is an award-winning senior wealth management reporter for the Wall Street Journal. She is also, as I mentioned, the co-creator, host, and co-producer of the top-rated Wall Street Journal's Secrets of Wealthy Women podcast. She interviews some of the most well-known women in the world, people like Gloria Steinem, Bobby Brown, and Rebecca Minkoff. She also co-produces and hosts videos for WSJ.com and is a regular guest on the Fox Business Network and other national media, where she speaks about women, personal finance, markets, the economy, just about anything in the news. As you can tell, I am a huge fan of Veronica's, and I know if you aren't already, you soon will be too. Here is Veronica Dagger. Hey, Veronica Dagger, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Great to be here. Well, I have to first of all thank you because I had the honor of being a guest on your super popular podcast, Secrets of Wealthy Women, which you do through your job at the Wall Street Journal. And I mean, just to give everyone a sense of how big this is, this is almost in the top 100 of all podcasts in the entire podcasting universe at this point. It's definitely in the top I don't know, five or six business podcasts. Your guests include people like Bobby Brown, Gloria Steinem, Bethany Frankel, a favorite of mine. And of course, you had a special podcast uh, around New Year's with myself, Jean Chatsky from the Today Show, Farnoosh Tarabi from Oprah Magazine and her podcast, So Money. I should say Jean Chatsky also has a podcast called Her Money. And we had Sharon Epperson from CNBC. We had Deidre Bolton and you leading the pack. So congratulations on all of it. Thank you so much. It was so great to have you on the show. I loved your episode. Thank you. And you were the co-creator of it. How did you come up with it? Well, we came up with it because we know that there's this enormous wealth transfer going on in the United States. There's an estimated $33 trillion wealth transfer happening, and women stand to control a lion's share of that money. And I looked around the marketplace, and I didn't see a whole lot of products or content, so to speak, that spoke to women in an inspirational, relatable way. So we figured, hey, let's do a podcast that we can connect with women 
by shining the light on some very famous women and what they've done to advance their own careers and make smart decisions about their money. And so that's why we said, you know, let's really feature women who can serve as aspirational role models for women and at the same time, teach them a little bit more about advancing their careers and improving their financial health. You are such a role model. A lot of your success comes from early experiences in life and the strength that you acquired from them and some tough times. And you're going to share a very special money story that has to do with a loss early in your life and how that shaped your view of the world and the way that you live your life. That's right. When I was 11 years old, my dad died suddenly and left my mom a widow. She was in her 40s at the time, which is younger than the average. It is average uh, widowhood in the United States, which I think is about 59. So she was in her 40s at the time, left with an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old, my brother being a 13-year-old. And she did not understand uh, where our accounts were. She didn't understand how to write a check. She didn't know anything about the finances of the family at, at all. And when my dad died, she was left scrambling. She, he had businesses, he had, you know, different investments and she didn't understand any of that. And so that meant at the worst possible time in her life, she had to learn about money and investing, learn about personal finance. And so I have these memories of her sitting at the kitchen table with some of her friends and some of my aunts them trying to teach her, okay, this is how you write a check. This is, let's opening, let's open these account statements. Let's see where these different accounts are. Let's try to understand what's happening here. Here's what you have to do in terms of dealing with the business now that he's gone. Here's what you have to do with some of the accounts and the, the money that he was owed as a business person. Wow. So you were in it together. What was his business? He was a lawyer, but he had his own law firm, and then he had several real estate holdings and some real estate uh, interests and also just some other consulting-type work. And so he had a lot of other, a lot of different tentacles to what he did day in and day out. And he had a staff and all these uh, sorts of things as well. And so it was a lot to manage and a lot to understand, not to mention the family's personal finances and understanding um you know, the different accounts and, and other assets he had acquired through those years. And my mom really didn't know that much about any of it. And so she had to learn, like I said, at the worst possible time. And it was a really steep, difficult learning curve for her. And, you know, there were times when financial advisors who some of them meant well, but then some of them were pretty shady, try to approach her and try to get her to invest in things that were completely inappropriate. Like what? Were you aware of it at this time? Was she, did she kind of share with you guys what was going on or were you kind of kept out of it? Yes, yeah, slightly. I mean, I think a lot of it stuff I heard after the fact when I was a little bit older, but I would see her crying or upset or oh. frustrated and just wondering like what was going on. I mean, I did hear rumblings of so-and-so try to, you know, con me into something or, you know, I would hear little sort of bits and pieces of that once in a while, or, or some relative would tell me and not really fully understanding, just knowing that things, you know, at times got nasty and like understanding that 
sometimes money brings out the best in people, but also the absolute worst in people as well. And that you need to be careful with who you trust and who you give your money to. And so luckily my mom had enough sense to listen to her gut instinct, even though she wasn't exactly an investing pro at the time, she had enough sense to understand of like who is trustworthy, who's not trustworthy. She got that part of it. And so luckily she didn't make any bad investments. And, you know, it's not exactly always how you want to be spending your time, but she, to her credit, she learned and, you know, she would, even when I was a teenager, she started telling me like, cause she was getting more savvy as each year went on. And she said, you need to be financially savvy. You need to learn this stuff. Cause I never want you to be in the position that I'm in. And she would almost lecture me like, you have to be a financially independent woman. You must, you can't rely on anyone. You have to understand all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, why is she so adamant about this? Even though I knew the history, I felt like, Oh, you know, things will work out. And she's like, no, you always need to know where everything is. You need to understand how to write that check. And I think I, I forget how, how old I was when I, got my first check. So I want to say maybe when I went to college, but she, you know, sat down with me and showed me how to write a check. She sat down with me and, and emphasized, you know, you always pay your credit card bills on time. If you don't, if you go over, you know, a certain amount, I'm not going to bail you out. You need to be able to pay your bill on your own. I'm not, you know, I'm not a bank. This is your responsibility. Like she was very much focused on making me a, a financial a grown up as you would appreciate. And, you know, she said, you know, when I was in and um, got my first job out of college too, she said, you max out your 401k, you open up that 401k, you, you contribute as much as you possibly can. And you need to start doing that at 21 or, you know, 22, however old you are when you get your first job. And I remember thinking like, oh no, it's, you know, it's so young. She's like, no, you have to do it. And I, I listened, I said, okay, I'll do it. And I, you know, I didn't really, um, you know, I thought everybody was doing it. And it's only sort of after the fact that I realized not everybody got that message, unfortunately. But luckily, she gave that message to me and, and that helped me. She was a great role model. What is, really? the what is the takeaway for our listeners here? I think women should really try to become financially independent women themselves and take ownership of their finances. And it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. But the point is not to have to learn at the worst possible time, whether that's your divorce or whether you become a widow or some other situation, maybe you don't even get married. You can't wait around for someone else to do it for you. So start learning, take it piece by piece. So maybe it's 10 minutes every week you spend learning about finance. You read an article, you read a chapter of a book, you join a group that talks about money and investing. You do take one small step towards becoming more financially savvy. So that way you are in control of what you own and what you owe and what you're invested in. And you can become more independent as time goes on. Now, even if you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to love everything you do. You have to brush your teeth. You may not love brushing <laughs> your teeth, but you know, it, it helps you feel more secure. And I think Ultimately, many women, just from some of the studies that are out there, say, you know, their biggest fear is becoming a bag lady. Well, I understand, but one way to alleviate the possibility of that happening is to take a more active role in your finances. So think about your future self and do this for her. Such great advice. Also great advice is your everyday money tip, which we talked about before we started taping. And I'm still thinking about mine, but share with us your everyday money tip, Veronica. 
I like the idea of having a positive money mantra or mantra, however you say it, <laughs> but, um, you know, having some, an, a positive message you say to yourself day in and day out. So for example, a message might be, you know, I am good with money. And the reason you want to say a positive message to yourself regularly is there's a good chance that maybe something from your childhood has told you a negative message about yourself. And that may or may not be true. And so if you want to create a positive, more abundant future reality, I think it's very important to have a positive mantra that you can reframe your view of yourself and your view of money. Because if you keep saying the negative, it almost becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you say the positive, I think you have a much better chance of achieving the financial abundance and success that you really want. So what is yours? Mine is actually, I am good with money and I respect cash. I love that. All right. I'm going to give mine some thought. Before we wrap up, you have an ebook coming out. Tell us. Yes, I'm super excited. We are doing an ebook based on the Secrets of Wealthy Women podcast here at the Wall Street Journal. And so we're profiling 20 women we've had on the podcast talking about some of the inspirational stories that they have shared with us and giving some money and career tips. And that is slated to come out this March in ebook form on WSJ.com. So we're super excited about that, and hopefully we'll have a lot more to share about that in the coming weeks. But I'm busy writing it, and I'm uh, super excited that it's happening. I love it. I can't wait. Give us all your social channels and where people can find you besides WSJ.com, which is where the ebook will be. Yes, thank you. Um, so on Instagram and Twitter, at Veronica Dagger, and on LinkedIn, I'm there as well if you want to contact me there. But Instagram and, and Twitter are the best places to get me. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you for having me. Love all those stories. I'm still thinking about what my money mantra is going to be. Maybe everyone can share with me on social media what you're thinking might be yours, at least maybe for 2019. Maybe we can all change them each year to kind of keep it fresh, but I'm thinking hard. I'll get back to you guys. Let's get to our tips. Financial grown-up tip number one, talk to your parents about their money experiences. I was really touched by how Veronica's mom protected her from knowing everything going on when she was just too young to know everything. She obviously knew some things. But I was also so impressed that the mother-daughter relationship evolved and her mom clearly communicated more as Veronica grew up about their experiences coping with the financial struggles connected to losing Veronica's dad at such a young age. Financial grown-up tip number two. If you are looking to make a meaningful impact in some aspect of your life, look to the things that shaped who you are as a financial grown-up, as Veronica has done with Secrets of Wealthy Women. Veronica not only gained strength from her experiences after losing her father, who was the breadwinner, she has now taken that to create something that will have a much broader impact. Thanks to everyone for joining us. If you have not, please do subscribe. And of course, tell a friend. And I want to hear what has inspired your interest in learning about money. Follow me and please DM me your thoughts on Instagram at BobbyRebel1, on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And you can always email at hello at financialgrownup.com. And check out my new show with Stacking Benjamins, Joe Salcihai. It is called Money in the Morning. It's in all the usual podcast places. And we tape live on Facebook Live. Go to I Stack Benjamins 
on Facebook, and you can set up notifications for when we tape. We take live comments so you can be part of the show. And we will leave a link to that in the show notes as well. Everyone, check out Secrets of Wealthy Women if you have not already. Big thanks to the fabulous Veronica Dagger for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.